come with me if you are pleased to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and the verse number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and the verse number 1 will stand as a tradition in this house in the reading of God's word. So read together loud and the Bible said, follow after charity, these are spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Give me the New King James Version Bible. Let me see how it put it. The New King James Version of the Bible said, Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that ye may prophesy. Please take us. Let love on either blessed life for always being a blessing. Come on, Empower. You can do better. You can do it. Let's love on them right now. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that ye may prophesy. We, we have had seven days of praying and fasting and declaring prophetic release. The prophetic is a very controversial subject today. Of course, why would it not be controversial? Because everything of high value, there's all kinds of controversy around it. And thank God that we are boldly declare that this house is a prophetic house. We believe in the word of God that is spoken through the prophetic. So I, I, I want to I wanna try and deal with some stuff and, and try to, uh, in my attempt to teach this morning, to, 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 to answer some questions and to throw more light on the prophetic. So I zero in on the subject prophecy. It is important to understand as a child of God that a gift of prophecy is a special grace given by the Holy Spirit to certain members of the body to speak forth the specific mind and counsel of God. What is prophecy? It is a special grace given to certain individuals, of course, born again believers, to speak the specific mind of God or counsel. So when we talk about prophecy, it's grace. It's grace because it is not your mind. It is not something if you went to school a thousand years and if you study in the best of university in the world, you could just prophesy. It is just by God's grace. It is one of the, of the giftings of God. It is done by the activation of the Holy Spirit. So it's a special grace given to certain individuals in the body of Christ to speak forth a specific mind and counsel of God. Prophecy is widely considered as a unique gift that marks the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. So through our scriptures, anytime the Spirit of God was released, showed forth, and manifested through prophecy, throughout the Bible, anytime the Holy Spirit showed forth, Anytime the Spirit of God moved, there was always a prophetic word that was released. The Bible says in, in, in the book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse number 28, it said, And in the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Then the Bible said the first sign of the outpouring of the Spirit is that, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So when I pour out my Spirit, the first manifestation, the first sign, the first thing that will take place after the outpouring of the Spirit is that there will be prophecy. Then the Bible said in the book of Acts, the Bible said when the day of Pentecost fully come, 
the Holy Spirit descended. And Holy Spirit descended. The Bible said, the men that came and said, are these not Galileans? How come they speak in our language? Because they spoke the prophetic. They were able to speak the other language of the people gathered because they moved from the ordinary, from being ordinary Galileans to being people empowered and graced with the grace of God to speak the mind of God. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 19 and the verse number 6, Acts 19 and the verse number 6, the Bible says, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came unto them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the Bible says by the mouth of two or more witness, every word is established. So we see constantly and continuously and consistently anytime the Holy Ghost showed forth, there was, an, there, was a, there, there, was, there was a prophecy. The Bible says, and when Samuel had anointed Saul, he said, when you leave, the Spirit of God will come upon you. And when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you meet the company of prophets prophesying, and you will prophesy with them also. And it shall be said, is Saul also amongst the prophets? Come on, Saul. You never dreamt it before. You've never seen it like this before. But when the Holy Ghost come upon you, you will prophesy and everybody who asks a question is Saul also amongst the prophet. Tell someone, you are about to do some stuff. You are about to do some stuff. Come on. You are about to do things that your ordinary strength, uh, that your the normal, you can do it. Uh, but when the Holy Ghost come upon you, uh, you are empowered, you are oiled, you are anointed, you are graced to do some powerful stuff. You're clapping in the second house thus does Paul in urging the church to pursue spiritual gifts Paul singing out prophecy as a most preferred gift Paul says in Acts in, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 our mother scripture Paul says pursue love Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that ye may prophesy. That's my problem with the pastor who is against the prophetic. That's my problem with the pastor who is anti-prophetic. Oh yes, there will be bad guys and there will be bad stuff and there will be people that will prophesy lie and, and make profits. But that is not new. It has always been the case from the days of the Bible. There has always been false prophets. But there can never be a false prophet unless there's first a true prophet. We don't have $200 counterfeit because there is no, two, there is no $200 original. But we have $100 counterfeit because there's a hundred dollar original. Anytime you see a counterfeit of something, it stands to reason that it's original. My problem is not a counterfeit. My issue is God lead me to the true prophetic. Because Paul says, pursue love, desire spiritual gift, but especially that ye may prophesy. Anything that is in demand, there will always be counterfeit. People make, people sell counterfeit of gold. And people are falling prey to it because everybody wants gold. 
You hardly hear people say they make counterfeit of copper. Because it's not in that demand. People are lured and 419 and all kinds of stuff happen to people because they want gold. Everybody wants gold. Who wants to make counterfeit of Zimbabwean dollars? The value is so low. But everybody wants a US dollar. A friend of mine said to me that a friend of mine that works in a bank in America says this is how they are able to, 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 to design and to know a, 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 a false, false dollar or counterfeit dollar from original. It says they don't focus on the counterfeit because if you're going to focus on the counterfeit, you see so many counterfeit, you're confused. But they are taught how to get used to the original. And the more they get used to the original, when they see the counterfeit, they know my issue is not looking for false prophet. Because if I'm going to look at who is false, then it will be those using brown oil, blue oil, yellow oil, all kinds of stuff. But when I get used to the original, when I get used to how the Holy Spirit doesn't stop, when I get used to the real thing, when it's not real, I know. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. Paul singing out prophecy. He said, pursue love, yes. Desire spiritual gift. Give the faith, give the healing, give the working of miracles, give the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, sin of spirit. Desire all these giftings, but especially that he may prophesy. Tell somebody, prophecy is unique. Come on, somebody say, prophecy it's very unique. Watch this. What, what is prophecy? You might ask. In order to determine that let's examine these words. The relationship between logos, rhema, and prophecy. And for to understand what prophecy is, we are zeroing on these three words. We are zeroing in on rhema, logos, rhema, and prophecy. We're establishing the relationship between Logos, Rhema, and prophecy. Logos, what is Logos? Logos is the total counsel of God. That is the Bible. When we say Logos, we are talking about the Bible, the entirety of the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, the written word, the one written in black and white is Logos. What is Rhema? Rhema refers to the Timely Holy Spirit inspired word that comes from the logos. So sometimes you'll be reading the Bible, studying the Bible, or someone is preaching out of the scripture, and 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 and, and, and as you read the Bible, a light is drawn on a particular subject of the word or a particular part of the Bible, it, it, it enters your spirit. You get the witness when the Holy Spirit draws light on a particular aspect, not of the entire Bible or, or not of the entire Bible, but when the Holy Spirit throws a light on one revelation, one aspect of the Bible, and it gets a witness in your spirit that is Rhema. So Jesus, for example, was confronted with the devil, and the devil kept on quoting the scriptures to tempt him to set him up. And anytime the devil spoke the word and tried to tempt him, there was a word, there was a rhema word, there was a scripture that he deployed to counter it. Are you with me at all? It, 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 it is it is it is the part of the Bible that the Holy Spirit throws light on at a given time. As I'm preaching right now, not everything I preach 
may be related to you. But as an aspect of a word, I can speak that you get a witness in your heart. That's your rima. You're clapping a second house word now. So, 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 first John, so John 1, 1 says, look, this look, look, John 1, in the beginning was a word, and the word was God, and the word was God. In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's Logos. That's Logos. Second Timothy 3, verse 16 says, Second Timothy 3, and a verse number 16, the Bible says, what could, Second Timothy 3, and a verse 16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That is the Logos. The Rhema comes with this way. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, and so the Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. That word that comes by faith is not logos. It is not what is written in black and white. Because if God told Abraham to get out of his father's house, his country, onto a land, he will show him that word does not relate to you. I can't just get out of my house and say, because God told Abraham to get out. If I get out, and before I get out, I must hear the word that relates to me. It is the word that comes by faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then the Bible said, so by faith, Abel offered a more pleasing sacrifice. And what is faith? Faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it means that if Abel offered a more pleasing sacrifice than Cain, then it means that Abel had something Cain did not hear. And what Abel had is what we call the Rema word. You're clapping. You're clapping. Tell somebody, there's a word for you. 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 The Bible says, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 Ephesians 6 17 Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God that sword of spirit it is the sword that cuts the enemy when it shows up when the devil shows up with Jesus and try to tempt him. The sword of victory was the scripture word. That rhema word. That word he, that word that the Holy Spirit dropped in the spirit. That he deployed to silence the devil. Man shall not live by bread alone. Oh, back off. Back off. Thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Back off. If somebody remember, tell somebody, you got rhema, you got rhema. Say, God's giving me a weapon right now. And I don't know what you are dealing with. But it's a specific word that the Holy Ghost is deploying in your spirit and in your heart to address your depression, your fear. May though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Are you scared of COVID-19? The devil is a liar. The Bible said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And for the weapons of our warfare, they are not kind but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. In order for you to come to the place of deploying the rim, you got to study the logos, the relationship between the rim and the logos. That you got to know the logos for the rim to pop up because the rim comes out of the logos. And the more you are embedded in the logos, the more the rim can be relevant to you. So you got to be a student of the word for rim to pop up. You're clapping and singing. Huh? So what is prophecy? Prophecy is then the rhema word which communicates the counsel and the will of God for a person through a person, a group, through another person. So when God gives you a word that 
is his counsel, his will for your life. That does not contradict the rhema. Every prophecy should not contradict the Bible. If you got a word and it contradicts the Bible, you are heading for trouble. Oh, come on, talk to me right now. God is not going to tell you that this microphone should be stolen. That is not prophecy. Tell someone that's dangerous one. So at this point, you are getting lost. Are you doing at all? The prophetic word, prophecy, therefore, is the Roman word. Why is it Roman? Because it does not contradict Bible. Every prophecy must have its foundation in the Bible. So how come God is telling you something that contradicts the scripture? This is my problem. I wouldn't mean at all. And that rhema word that comes to you, communicate to you the will of God and all the counsel of God. And so when you get a word that reveals God's will concerning your health, your career, your destiny, your children, your family, your next level, your ministry, what next to do is the prophetic. It communicates the mind of God, the will of God, the of God. Oh, I pray that the church of Jesus Christ will not be a church without the will, the mind and the counsel of God that will be embedded to go deep to know what the will of God for your family, your children, your household, your ministry, your next level. The devil is a liar. We are not blind. We know the will of God. We know the counsel of God. For the Bible says Many are the plans in a man's heart, but only the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Can I preach to somebody right now? If it's from God, no devil can stop it. If God said it, no manipulation, no activity of the enemy can stop it. And today, God is releasing a word concerning your future, your family, your next level, your career. Send this nation. Anybody clapping their hands right now? Come on, say yes. It communicates the will of God, the counsel of God, the mind of God. Prophecy in Greek is prophetia, meaning the speaking forth of the mind and the counsel of God. When you speak forth the mind. And the counsel of God. Every true prophecy in the end must testify about Jesus and his words. Revelation chapter 19 and the verse number 10. How do I know this prophecy is from God? It must testify about Jesus and his works. In Revelation chapter 19 and the verse number 10. Bible said, and I, and I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said unto me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and your brethren who have, who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Come on, say the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does it mean? Every prophecy must testify about who Jesus is. If they showed up and gave you a word and they exalt them more than Jesus, that's a problem. If they showed up and gave 
give you a word that contradict your salvation. That's a problem. If they showed up and gave you a word that contradicts your eternity, that's a problem. If they showed up and gave you a word that called Jesus a curse, that's a problem. For every prophecy must testify about who Jesus is. So by the time the so-called prophetic service is over, Jesus must be lifted. Jesus must be glorified. Jesus must be honored. The Bible said, if you lift me up, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. For unto him shall the gathering of the people be. When we gather, we gather because of Jesus. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Come on, give someone house say, say Jesus. Let us say Jesus is Lord. Come on, say Jesus is Lord. We can't not be talking about Jesus. And you are so relaxed, relaxed. Say Jesus is Lord. Every true prophecy must testify about Jesus. And Jesus means salvation. And if Jesus is salvation, then every true prophecy must lead you to salvation and not to hell which is why the New Testament prophecy is redemptive the New Testament prophecy is redemptive no matter what the enemy has plotted in the name of Jesus we hereby counsel it we hereby abort it we hereby destroy it will you clap on and shout and say yes the New Testament prophecy is therefore redemptive can I say, say redemptive Come on, say redemptive. You know, there are people who prophesy as Old Testament. They're not even born again. And I don't know what hospital they are prophesying. But if you truly, you are New Testament prophets or believer, every prophetic word must be redemptive. Because the prophecy must testify about Jesus. And how, how best can we testify about Jesus? Except by the work of his cross. When he hung on the cross, it is finished. It doesn't matter what the enemy has plotted. In the name of Jesus, it is finished. It doesn't matter what fear, what plot, what plan, what so-called conspiracy of the devil. It is finished. Where was the devil on the cross when he defeated them and made a public show of them and embarrassed them and triumphed? The devil is a liar. When we call on the name Jesus, every knee, every beast, I love the man Jesus and I like to testify about him. He's the greatest He's the strongest. He's the all-knowing. He's our salvation, our peace, our deliverance by his stripes. You're clapping, you're clapping, you're clapping. Hey, hey, hey. Someone say, Jesus. Someone say, Jesus. How then do I get a prophecy and be afraid? When there's no fear in him. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of sound mind, of boldness, of peace, and of love. I don't fear. Let me tell you something. When I didn't know, he kept me. Someone said, prof, someone said, the enemy is planning to kill you. There's an accident somewhere. You're about to die. 
There are some demons, some witches so-called coming after your life. And after you get a word, I'm scared, I'm scared. No, that's not prophecy. Because when you didn't know, somebody kept you. When it was in the dark, Jesus kept you. But now that you know, you even know more now that what has been revealed is Christ. For the secret thing belongs to God. But those that are revealed is for our prophet. When he was in the dark, he kept me. And now that he has thrown light on it, he's able to deal with it. You're clapping. You're clapping. Tell somebody, I'm not scared at all. You got to say, I'm not scared at all. Can you speak with audacity? I'm not scared at all. I'm not worried at all. I'm not afraid. Cry. Why? Because when it was in the dark, he kept me. And now that it's in the light, come on, talk to me right now. When it was in the dark, when I didn't know, when we were skimming at night, he kept me. He watched over me. The other day, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, 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 the enemy has desired you to sift you as sweet. But I prayed for you. And when thou are delivered, strengthening your brothers, there are some stuff going on. But when I was asleep, and I didn't even know, he came to attack me. But when he showed up, Jesus was my covering. For in him I live, I move, and I have my being. I'm not scared about what the enemy is planning. Because the spirit of prophecy is a testimony of Jesus Christ. You're clapping, you're clapping, you're clapping. Can I give you some sound word this morning? You're clapping and singing the house right now. Come on, give God a praise now. Watch this. Now let's, let's zoom into types of prophecy. Types of prophecy. The general prophecy, the whole Bible. The fulfillment of this is unconditional. For example, examples prophecies about the coming of Jesus and the end time. Prophecy number one is the whole Bible. The whole Bible itself is prophetic. That's why I have a problem with a preacher who condemns prophecy. God, your preaching is prophetic. Christ's coming is prophetic. He said, I'll come back. Anybody look forward to his appearance? Come on, anybody look forward to his appearance? Or you are so into your marriage? <laughs> anybody await his appearance? Anybody know he will come again? Anybody know the trumpets shall sound? And the dead in Christ will rise first? And we that are alive, we shall be caught up and meet him in the air. And so shall we be with him? And we shall be like him? Anybody believe and hope? Is this your hope? Is this your hope? Do you have hope of eternity? Hope of salvation? That your eternity will be spent in heaven, not in hell? Anybody knows that that itself is a prophecy? The Bible is a prophecy. So there are biblical prophecies. Those ones, whether you pray or you don't pray to come to pass. We can pray to hasten it. We can pray to what? To hasten it. Maranatha, come Lord. Come now. We can pray. The Bible says, 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 if those days be not shortened, even the very elect will be deceived. So we can shorten it in prayer. Are you with me at all? But whether you pray or not, Christ is coming. Whether you get angry or not, Christ is coming. Whether you are waiting for your wedding or not, he's coming. Are you, are you with me at all? Tell us he's coming or he's coming. Say so like in the days of Noah, they were eating, they were drinking, they were giving to marriage, but the day came. So biblical prophecy are unconditional. The end time, rapture will come. Anybody know there will be rapture? Tell us it's a rapture. It's coming, oh. Ah, uh, you're not clapping your hands well. 
And so, Jesus gave biblical prophecies. And there are signs. So many biblical prophecies. Well, you see the abomination of dissolution that the prophet spoke about. It's a prophetic word. One reason I'm going to teach about the end time. Hey. Hey. I say, hey. I'm going to do the end time. Anybody ready for that? It's too deep. Can we get a bit deep right now? So there are biblical prophecies. The temple will be built. It's a biblical prophecy. The moving of the capital to Jerusalem is a biblical prophecy. The temple beam is a biblical prophecy. Now you can have, that's a problem. You can have all your political issues, but it's a bigger, bigger prophecy. And once it's a biblical prophecy, it will come to pass. Are, are you with me at all? It is coming to pass. Who taught that the temple, who, who, taught, who, taught, that, who taught the capital will go to Jerusalem? It's biblical prophecy. The temple will be built. It's a bigger prophecy. Now, I'm not talking about Democrats or Republicans. You're looking at me when Parliament look. But it's a biblical prophecy. Are, are you with me at all? So, so they are building a prophecy, like the end time, like Christ coming. Then it's a word number two, personal prophecy. A personal prophecy refers to the expression of God's specific will and counsel to a person, a group, or even a nation. Personal prophecy. Personal prophecy. It refers to the expression of God's specific will, counsel to a person, a group, or even a nation. So, my word is not your word. Our word is not their word. The prophecy concerning my ministry may not be the same as yours. Don't copy me. Figure out what God wants you to do. Get a witness in your heart of your word and pursue it. You're clapping. It's going to Personal prophecy. There's a personal prophecy for this church, for this ministry. The way we do our ministry because we know what God is telling us to do. Are you with me at all? Are you following me? 48 hours non-stop prayer is the personal prophecy to the body of Christ through the vehicle of empowerment worship center that we gather a people of all nations, of all creed, of all tribe, of all creed and tongue to gather to proclaim one name Jesus and to pray to one Lord, one Father, one Son, one Holy Spirit and believe that there will be revival, there will be stirring up, there will be deliverance. That is the mandate given to this church for the body of Christ. 48 hours. You got your personal prophecy and that's the personal prophecy concerning this church, concerning this nation. Oh, Ghana has got a word. Anybody clapping? Ghana has got a word. Oh, you're cl- Ghana has got a word. So there's general and personal. Now, personal prophecy. Number one, these are the things to note about personal prophecy. Number one, every personal prophecy is in part. It's what? It's in part. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9, the Bible says, For we know in part and prophesy in part. It means this means that. It is given to us small, it gives us small insight into the will and the purpose of God for our lives. Personal prophecies are released in part. That is why it is important to stay in a deep relationship with God. Because God will not give you the full picture one day. Are you with me at all? As you journey with him, he gives you his will. His will. His will. You know why? You know why he does that? Because if God gave you everything, you won't come to church again. Yeah. So this, this whole thing, eh? okay, okay, okay. So this is what happened tomorrow. Eh? Eh. I know from the day I was born to, that, that, from the day I was born to 100 years that I will live, every day this will happen to me. Okay, church, take your church, prophet, 
take your church, everybody, I'll see you later. I'll live my life. I don't need it. But God knows that every prophecy is meant to build you up. So he releases his imparts in small following and following and following and for so that you can stay in continuous fellowship with God. I really want to believe that if God gave the children of Israel the map as to how to get to the promised land, they will say, okay, we have the map. God, we don't need you anymore. I'll see you at the other side of life. And that's it. And God knowing that human living and our life is such that we can reject and shun and walk away. He has connected your prophetic word into part. So every day as you fellowship, as you worship, as you pray, as you study, he gives you insight upon insight upon insight upon insight so that by so doing, you stay in constant relation with God. So you wake, when you wake up every morning, say, God, what next? Next week, God, what next? Next year, God, what next? Next month, God, what next? I'm at a place in my walk with God where I am constantly in tune and in fellowship with what God is saying because what he said is adding and adding and adding and adding and adding and as I pursue I get to know his will and counsel right now I am praying the prayers of the old mothers and the early children say God whatever you want to do in the earth don't do without me but there's nothing so dangerous as holding on to a word when God has moved to the next thing and my prayer for you is that you don't miss your word for this season and next season and following season anybody clapping your hands right now say yes how do I know this God gave Elijah word go to the brook of Cherry first of all God said prophesy drought he prophesied there was drought but God said I'll take up my prophets so Elijah prophesied drought. Then God said, go to the brook of Cherub. There I've commanded a raven to feed you. One picture. So he gets to the brook of Cherub. He's there eating and drinking, eating and drinking. Then the brook dries up. Isn't it amazing that it was the brook that dried up? Not a bed, not a bed, not a raven that stopped coming. But the raven was supplied by God. The brook was the natural one. Oh, your natural resources can dry up. But God's flow will keep on coming. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. Watch this. The brook dried up. There was one word. Let Elijah continue to stay there and you see. But Bible said, as the brook dried up, the word of the Lord came to me against said, relocate. Go to Zarephath. There I've commanded a widow to sustain you. At the brook he was fair. At Zarephath he's been sustained. So he goes to Zarephath and he meets a widow. And the widow feeds him. With the last meal. And the meal does not run empty. And there's a flow. Are you with me at all? Then in the process of time, God comes to him again and says, Relocate from the widow, from Zarephath. And go and show yourself unto Ahab. And prophesy, abundance, and declare. For I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And he went and prophesied. And there was abundance. And the Bible said from there, he relocated to the mountaintop to pray. For God to push the abundance. And as he prayed, the Spirit of God came upon him. And he ran and around Ahab that was on the chariot. Every prophecy comes in part. The reason why you cannot stop coming to church. You cannot stop worshiping God. You cannot stop being in fellowship. You cannot stop praying. You cannot stop power you cannot stop being in constant relationship with Jesus. Every prophecy is in part and in part and in part. But the good thing is that every part connects with one part. Oh, you're not here. You're not here. You're clapping a signal. You're not here. Watch this. Every prophecy is in part. It's in part. Every season and what God is saying. You think about it, had Elijah 
not developed their spirit, their, not developed their, their capacity, or not cultivated the, the flow of being in constant relation with God to hear what God is saying at any given time. He would have stood at the brook when God wanted him to be in Zarephath. One time we're in Achimota, and God said, Come to prayer factory. We must know when God wanted to go to Christ Arena. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. You didn't hear what I said. You're clapping. You're clapping. There is nothing as deadly and sad as missing God's timing for your life. Jesus, the two times Jesus cried in the Bible was number one, when he stood by Lazarus' tomb and remembered that God's original plan was never for man to die. And Lazarus was there. He wept. The second time he wept was when he walked to Jerusalem and walked to Jerusalem. Lifted his Jerusalem. Jerusalem, for you do not know the hour of your visitation. Never you miss God's visitation for your life. Never you miss God's timing. And while we miss God's timing, sometimes we think we know it all. So you got one word, so you have stopped coming to church. Hey, hello! I'm going to marry the biggest guy. See you next year. When there are warfare around it, God will show you how to fight it. Are you with me at all? So oftentimes, oftentimes, why God will give you a word, Pastor Joseph, and not give the full word is because if God gave you the full word, you'll be scared. Can you imagine if God said to them, Is the Israelite now they don't want to get out of Egypt? Moses must perform signs and wonders for them to get out. Now, God saying, The people that don't want to get us say, Hey, 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 that's yet the Lord. You are going out, you are going to Kenya. 40 years you get there. So, you, this God, you want us to get the fire? You want to play with our life? You want to mess up like that? 40 years? You don't mean it. You don't mean it. What are you saying? So, God will not, because if you were to know the lions, the reptiles, the Red Sea, the Egyptian chasing us, the drought sometimes, the famine sometimes, the no water sometimes, the need to provide bread from heaven as manna, we, our faith will shake. So sometimes God will keep some things from you but, but by the time you get to know where we have gotten to, you also get to know the strength you had. But you will doubt your strength if you don't go to it. But by the time you are out of it, you will know that, is it me? Have I really done this? Have I been able to get here? You celebrate God for the power and the strength and the fire of God in you. I thank God that I didn't know it all. But as I journey on, I get to know. As I pursue, I get to know. As I believe, I get to know. As I travel, I get to know. As I follow, he reveals his will for my life. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You think if God told you the warfare you were going to face, you take that route. It's in part. Because God says, I have to keep it from you. Number two, and as a personal prophecy, it's forward looking. That's what I said. It's forward looking because anytime every word comes to you, it arts and arts and arts and arts. Oh, hello. Say, say it's adding up. Say, it's a top up. So it's adding up. The basic is an iPhone, but it's an iPhone Plus, Max, Pro Max. Are you with me at all? Every prophetic word makes your life better and better. 
emperor, emperor, emperor unto his appearance. Until when all, when we shall see him, then that which is part will be no more. That which is part will be no more. Because at this point, we will know it all. We live in eternity. But until then, every prophecy is forward looking. It takes you one step to another, to another, to another, to another. The devil is a liar. That is why I don't look back. Because I don't look back with regret, with shame, and with pain. Because I'm not where I want to be. But I'm not where I used to be. But I thank God for the journey of my life. When I look back, I only look back to see what God has done. That once upon a time, I was a nobody. But look what God has done in my life. Anybody thanking God that every prophetic word is forward looking. It asks and asks and asks and asks. Anybody in your life is getting better every day. Whilst we worship, whilst we pray, whilst we shout, whilst we stay faithful. Will you clap your hands and give God a praise in the building? Come on, go! Sit down. It's important we do this because if we don't do this, the enemy will abuse the prophetic and confuse. It's so good to, to be in a prophetic. But I'm telling you, that's why the devil will do everything to, for you to despise it. And I pause the despise not prophesying. Because every prophecy is forward looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. One thing is like building a house, one layer after the other. So even your pain is meant to. It's meant to take the next level. Oh, come on to me. If God said, out of this place, it's painful, but you don't know what next God has in store for you. And by the way, you are not the only one crying over your past. Samuel cried over the past. He's a prophet, but he was struggling to believe what God is going to do what next. He was still holding on to Saul, and he was crying over Saul. Because when you look at the investment and the time and all the relationship, is like, God, how are you going to ask me to leave this guy? When I met Saul, he was a donkey searcher. But look at how now his life has become better by the prophetic word, by prayer. Look at how he's now a king. Saul is tall. Saul is handsome. Saul is huge. But look at God. When I met him, he was a full animal, a donkey searcher. But right now, look at his life right now. And you are telling me to walk away. Whenever God says walk away, it means there's something better for you. They said David in the picture. They said David in the picture. And today, for every pain, every so-called rejection is about to build you and raise you and take you to your next level. Anybody believe right now? Come on, say yes! It's forward looking. God said, Abraham, get thee out of your father's house. Out of your kindred. From your nation. Unto a land I will show you. God said, get out. And Abraham said, where am I going? So God said, I will show you. Get out. Where am I going? I will show you. You see, that's what to walk in the prophetic. You need faith. We'll get there. Because, you see, I am in this place. Minding my own business. You see, I should get out. Where am I going? I will show you. It means as we continue, I will show. Sometimes we don't know what next, but we trust God. You're, you're clapping. We trust. Anybody trust the Lord for the future? Anyone trust the Lord for the future? We don't know it all, but we know that faithful is he who has promised and he will do it. He's an alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the altar and the finish. If he began a good work, be sure of this that he will finish it. You're clapping. You're clapping. It is forward-looking. Every personal prophecy 
is forward looking. Every personal prophecy is conditional. Every personal prophecy what? It's conditional. Which means that it is subject. Hear this one. Hear this one. Hello? Tell us it is conditional. Tell us it is conditional. It means that it is subject to what? This means that it is subject to the following. It means that it can be canceled, altered, reversed, diminished. They may not even be fulfilled at all. I prove to you. I prove to you. First Samuel 13, 13 says, First Samuel 13 and 13, the Bible said, and Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you for now. The Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Verse 14 says, verse 14 says, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. The Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Prophecy, therefore, is like a woman that's pregnant. In a pregnancy, you can deliver and have your baby, have your life. Great. That's a good one. In a pregnancy, you can abort it yourself. In a pregnancy, you can have miscarriage. In a pregnancy, there can be stillbirth. There are people that God gave them a word, but they never cooperated with the word. They never worked with the word. God spoke to Saul about his plan for his life to establish his kingdom forever. But when Saul continuously disobeyed God, consulted the witch of Endor, and stayed out of the will of God, God says, I would have done this for you, but because of what you have done, the kingdom will end. Can I pray to a church right now? My prayer for you is that as God gives you a word and shows you his plan, you stay in alignment with the will of God and the purpose of God for your life. Your clapping is sick in the house right now. There are many, there are many that God want them to be here, but they left the place. There are many that are missing the will of God for their lives. And it's conditional. There are eight classes to prophecies. That's a prophecy that you might as them war a guru. There's an actual prophetic that there's a prayer concerning my promise. Command me. There's a dimension of a prophetic that requires you waiting on God. That requires you not going ahead of God. That requires you not being late with God. That requires you agreeing with his will. For the promise of God, I hear him and I amen. You have to come into agreements. You must have a witness in your heart. You must agree and work with the word. You think we are just here? You think we are just here? We are here because we are students of prophecies. You think that the pain is not worth it? It's why because God told us to wait. And no matter how long we wait for day, that wait upon the Lord. They shall anybody waiting, anybody trying, anybody apostle, I will tarry at Ephesus unto Pentecost for a great and effectual door is open unto me but there are many devils what we are carrying determines the way we live our lives tell somebody God don't say, 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 tell somebody, if God called you to be a prophet then you, start, you have to start praying 
So if God called you to be a woman of God and a man of God, you got to stop sleeping around. Come on, talk to me now. So if God called you, if God called you to be a president, you got to prepare yourself for that. If God called you that you're going to be Esther, you got to learn how to apply the oil and consecrate yourself and tarry and wait and abide. Whatever God called you to do, you got to work with God for how can two walk except they be in agreement. I'm not alone. I'm working with God and I'm in agreement with God. God said yes. I say yes. God say yes. I say amen. God gives me a word. I respond by building altars, by praying, by studying, by following, by being a student of the prophecy. Israel. We are supposed to be in captivity for 400 years. It ended up being 430 years because there was, there was a, the, the people, the children of Israel in Egypt, did not cooperate with the word. It was 400 years, but they stayed there. More than that, because when they had delivered, Moses showed up. Somebody betrayed Moses, and Moses went to the bush for another 40 years. And at that time, I was trying, trying 90. And that 40 years ended up adding up, becoming 430 years, because the, the, the leader that was to bring the deliverance was not in town. And sometimes we think that some of you behave like God, God owes you. God doesn't owe you, He doesn't owe you anything. Stop being arrogant. Because he lives in eternity, you live in time. You are the one wrinkling, he doesn't wrink. There's no wrinkling in the face. There's no fiber, there's no menopause. So the earlier you respond to God's word and work with God, the better for you right now. Anybody clap your hands right now. If God called you to be a man of God, rise up and do it. If God called you that he will use you, rise up and do it. Stop delaying. There's no time. Every personal prophecy is conditional. Tell somebody it's conditional. You got to work with God. Finally, let me drop one more bone and then we'll go. Finally, every personal prophecy is timely. Every personal prophecy is timely. There's time for it. Habakkuk says, Habakkuk 2 and verse number 3 says, Habakkuk 2 and verse number 3, the Bible says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely, it will surely come. It will not it will surely come. Tell somebody, wait for it. Say, it is timely. So when the time is right, he will do it. So when the time is right, the doors will open. When the time is right, nobody can stop it. When the time is right, nobody can stop summer and nobody can stop winter. No amount of jealousy can stop summer. You can be jealous all you want, but when it's summer, it's summer. And when it's winter, it's winter. Your negative energy can't stop my time. When the time is right, I'm in my office, in my assignment, in my calling. Nothing can stop it and I came to pray for somebody the time your hour for manifestation for the earnest expectation of the creation waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God you're clapping you're clapping it's timely tell somebody I'm not going to miss my time Bible said, when the fullness of time came, when the fullness of time, the Bible said that God did not visit Egypt because their cup was not full. But when their cup was full, judgment came. When the time is right, God will enforce it. The Bible said, when Daniel studied and found that the time for the emancipation of the Jews was up, he proclaimed it 21 days fast. There's a time for everything. Every prophetic word is timely. There are messages and Preaching today, people are 
are receiving and they are clapping and they are excited because it is the time I preached the same message 10 years ago, 15 years ago and nobody heard me, nobody clapped, nobody responded because the time was not right but when the time came, the same word, when I speak it there's a response, when the time for your prophecy is up you'll be spot for, the spotlight will be on you you will stand out, even when you say hey, there'll be response anybody trusting God for divine timing The problem is that we are not students of God's timing. We are students of Kairos, not Kronos. It's not Kronos, not Kairos. We are students of what your date of birth is telling you, not what God is telling you. So you are more concerned about your age in the natural than God's timing. Oh, I didn't hear clapping in the house right now. You see, the difficulty, the difficulty with our lives is that we are living in Kronos, but we are supposed to live a Kairos life. It means that there's a calendar. Today is the first one of May. Anyway, happy May Day to all workers. Oh, you're not clapping your hands right now. There's nothing wrong with that. Hear me, church. You are working. There's a time. There's a time. It's clicking. The clock is ticking. That's the natural time. What about spiritual time? What about you living your life according to God's plan for your life? They that wait upon the law. They shall renew their strength. And now waiting is not waiting angry and upset. You wait as a waiter. They that wait upon you. Have, you. have you seen a waiter before? A waiter is one that when he gets to the restaurant, they pick up your, your menu. They give you the menu. You pick up what you want to eat and they write. And they write. Be a student or be a waiter. Write your word. Put it in a notebook. Record it. Write everything God is saying. Write the instruction. Because Gary and Beast not the same as Joloff writes. Come and write it. You got to write what God is saying. And wait and give him the, the, the report. Take the, take the writing. And then you take it and bring it with said wit. You don't wait angry. You wait serving. You wait praying. You wait abiding. You wait worshiping. You wait trusting God. You wait excited. It's been long but I'm waiting. I've not lost my peace. I've not lost my joy. Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, that the enemy has afflicted for 18 years. Woman thou are loose. Woman thou are loose is relevant only to a woman that has waited for 18 years. I don't know how long you wait, but when the time is right, when the time is up, when God's ready to do it, nothing can stop it. Can I get an empowerment clap in the building? Come on, go! I finish with this and write this. Just write it. Every personal prophecy is to exalt. To exalt. It exalts. First Corinthians 14 and 3. Exaltation, edification, and comfort. Exaltation, edification, and comfort. Number three is for guidance. Paul was guided on his way to Macedonia. And number three, number, number three personal prophecy is for counseling and for warning. Counseling and for warning. When Agabus came in Acts chapter 20, 22, 23, he forewarned Paul. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I sense prophetically that God is building us up to a realm and a dimension of walking, knowing the will and the counsel of God for our life. Lord, bless you, empower you, activate you, stir you, oil you, and bring to the place of spiritual revelation to understand God's time. Because when the time is right, nothing will stop what God has said about you. If I were your clap my hands and I will shout and I give God a praise. Anybody bless this morning? Anybody bless this morning? You want to rise to your feet? I am a student of prophecy.
Come on, since I'm a student of prophecy. Come on, stop. I am a student of prophecy. And every word concerning my life shall come to pass. Do you believe that right now? Can I get a clap if you believe that right now? Lift up and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I stir up the gift of God. I stir up the gift of prophecy. Say, Father, I decree and declare that none of your words spoken to me will fall to the ground. Every promise, every counsel, every revelation, every will, every plan of you, God, concerning my life, my family, my nation, my health, my destiny, my church, my pastor, it shall come to pass. In Jesus' name, as I lift up my voice, I enforce, 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 I enforce my biblical prophecies in Jesus' mighty name. If you got the word and we just prayed that prayer, you want to clap your hands right now and give God a give out a praise in the building you're clapping you're clapping you're clapping 